you know what? We live in an era where science apparently has all the answers. And so I want to I want to read to you two quotes. The first one is from the Harvard Medical School, a report this year, 2020. Current research. This is this is current science, right? These two psychologists, one from the University of California and one from the University of Miami, they've done some research on gratitude. And it says in this Harvard Medical School report, most of the studies published on this topic support an association between gratitude and an individual's well-being. This is this is top-notch current scientific research. Time magazine. 2017, they quote a neuroscientist, again, a professor. Studies have shown that older people who are generous tend to have better health. And other research has indicated that spending money on others can be as effective at lowering blood pressure as medication or exercise. There you go. So, so this is the latest scientific research. I don't know whether your school or workplace is onto this sort of thing, but there's a thing going around called an attitude of gratitude. Have you heard about that? It's, uh, it's a bit of momentum. I know our kids' primary school had a season where they, uh, where they did that. It was really cool. They, they thought about things that they were grateful for, and they sent letters of, of thanks to people. Really cool. It's, it's, it's a fad. It's, it's a new thing that's going around. It's really cool. But what you don't realize is that these guys are actually just catching up on what God has been telling humanity for thousands and thousands of years. This is not a new thing. In fact, God instructed the Israelite people to have festivals, to have feasts that were all focused around gratitude, around thankfulness to God. Every year, they have six or seven feasts around uh, spring and autumn where they celebrate where they party, where they acknowledge and are grateful for what God's done. This is God's design. This is really cool. And one of those is, is a festival called First Fruits. And it happens at the start of spring. And at the start of spring, the first thing, apparently, I didn't realize this, but the first thing that, that pops out of the ground at the start of spring is barley. Apparently, it's an early adopter. It, uh, it gets on the spring bandwagon really quickly. And so barley crops start early. And so what they did is they were thankful to God that he provided the rain, the wind, the everything. He provides everything to sustain us. And so they bring this barley, the first barley that comes up, they bring it into the temple as a sacrifice, as an offering to say, God, we are so grateful. There's another festival that you may uh, recognize. It's called Shabbat. I don't know if anyone's heard of Shabbat before. It's an old ancient Jewish festival that happened that God instituted. We call it Sabbath. It's a day that's set apart once a week to celebrate and thank God for who he is and for his goodness. It's what we're doing right here now. It's an institution. It's a, it's a ritual. It's a tradition that God set up thousands of years ago to say gratefulness, gratitude, thankfulness is so, so significant. You've got to do it. It's got to be part of your life, not just for your well-being, but because that's the design. That's how, how it's put together. I don't know if anyone's been to a Jewish wedding. Has anyone been to a Jewish wedding? Seriously, if you ever get invited to a Jewish wedding, I'm not, I'm not much of a party person, but if you get invited to a Jewish wedding, take up the offer. It is phenomenal. 
I got the privilege of going to a Jewish wedding from a uni friend of mine. And I tell you, those guys know how to party. It starts a week before in synagogue when the, the groom starts his preparation. He reads from scripture. It's a symbolic of a whole bunch of things that happened the week before. But on the day of the wedding, the wedding ceremony is really cool. And, and they were really gracious to us because in the order of service that we got given, it had actually descriptions of what was going on. So we could understand the symbology of what was happening. But the ceremony was phenomenal. But what blew me away was what we would call the reception. The reception that happened that night was absolutely phenomenal. And the reason it was phenomenal is because everybody showed up to celebrate. There was not one person in the room that was the the wet rag. Everyone came to celebrate. And, And when you've got the bride and the groom up on chairs, which apparently is a Jewish tradition, they're they're being held up on chairs while the music is pumping, bouncing up and down on the chairs in a crowd that you would think was a nightclub, but you look around, there's six-year-olds and there's 80-year-olds all on the dance floor with these chairs going up and down, celebrating this couple. And I I came away going, wow, I don't think I've ever been to a party before. (laughs) Like everything I've ever experienced before this was pretty mediocre compared to the, the unity of them coming to celebrate this couple's new life together. It was really mind-blowing. It was phenomenal. And when I think about these festivals that God established, they were established in a culture that understood what it meant to celebrate. They understood what it meant to, to come together in unity and go, we are so excited for what's going on here. And I got a glimpse of that. I feel privileged to have got a glimpse of that from the Jewish culture. But our culture is pretty, pretty somber in comparison. Now, now I just want to this is, again, from Scripture. This is, this is a psalm, and Sue um, unpacked this at, at worship practice a couple of weeks ago. It was a really awesome little journey we had. This is what Psalm 100 verse 4 says. Enter his gates, him being God, with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Now, one of the things that Sue unpacked with us was how soft the English language is. All these words are actually words like that Jewish party. They're words that talk about the, the heart and the energy and the, the life that's in our praise, the life that's in our thanksgiving, the thankfulness that comes bursting forth from us because we can't contain it anymore. It, it was a brilliant space, but it just paints such a beautiful picture. Now, I'm not a big fan of Christmas. Christmas isn't my favorite celebration in the year. Tan loves Christmas and uh, there's some awesome things in that space, but I'm not a super fan of Christmas, but I've got to say one of the the least favorite things, uh, traditions, is actually a tradition that Tanya's family does. It's a tradition that I feel flat every time I do it. It's, It's related to this. Now, Tanya actually has a stash of these and I've stolen one of them. Does everyone know what one of these is? This is a bonbon, right? This is a bonbon. And yep, here we go. Darren's going to help me. Social distancing, we're 1.5 meters apart. Grab the end. You got it. There we go. Did anyone hear that? A little bit, a little bit. Because that's, can I just say, that's the, that's the first disappointment. The first disappointment is that noise. I, th- I think the tearing of the cardboard was almost as loud as the crack. Like, that was pretty weak. But it gets worse. It gets worse. 
let's have a look in here. Nice, by the way, nice wrapping on the outside. It looked like it was promising. And so let's have a look inside. What do we got here? This is what the excitement of opening up a bonbon has. Has anybody seen a worse hat than this? That is, I've got to say, the saddest piece of attire I've ever seen. Now, I don't know what this joke is going to be because I, I opened this bonbon right now. So I'm going to censor it. Give me a second to read it. Okay, here we go. Why did Santa's helper see the doctor? Because he had a low elf esteem. Oh. Like seriously, I wasted the effort to open that bonbon to hear that joke. And lastly, can you see what I got as my gift? Anyone work out what it is? That has got to be the saddest toy that I've ever seen. It's a moustache. It's a fake moustache that you clip on. My point is, sometimes our thankfulness is like a bonbon. It's the cheapest, nastiest, lamest attempt at celebration that you could possibly imagine. Now, one year, Tanya's youngest brother decided he was going to make his own bonbons. And that was a different story. They were amazing. That, that was actually a bonbon that you, uh, you wanted to open because it was... It was, they were personalized. Every person got individual things to their personality. It was phenomenal. But your average bonbon, I think, is a sad reflection of what celebration looks like. And I know some people love them, but for me, they're, they're cheap, they're shallow, they don't reflect what celebration looks like. Let, let me read this out. This is, this is reading from Luke chapter 19. As he, this is being Jesus, was drawing near... Already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Now repeat that. The multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Your party animals, tell them to wind down a notch. And Jesus answered them and he said, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. If these guys were silent, the very stones would cry out. Now, I've got to say, sometimes I wonder whether Jesus was prophetic. I know he was prophetic, but I wonder whether these words were prophetic. I wonder if he was talking about a future where the stones were more animated than the Jesus followers. I think sometimes we're like these bonbons and our expressions, our heart, our gratitude, our idea of um, the concept of a bonbon's great. You've got words, you've got a gift, you've got something to wear. Like the idea is fantastic, but the execution, what it actually ends up looking like is weak, is shallow. And sometimes rocks look like they're more animated than our hearts of gratitude, than our, our idea of thankfulness to God. Sometimes 
we get so somber and worked into this space of we've got to be serious at church. If I want you to hear one thing today, I want you to hear that you are free, that you are released, that you are able to rejoice and celebrate God's goodness and you can express it. Now, I'm not a naturally animated person, but I've been learning in recent years that if I don't express it, I'm not worshipping. Worship is not an inward heart attitude. Worship is an expression. Worship is an action that expresses my heart attitude. And, and this is hard for us to get because our culture says, get back in your box, tame it down, don't stand out. That's a false humility, I'm sorry, guys, and I've struggled with that too. You've got to express what God's bubbling inside of you. You've got, to, you've got to share what God has put on the inside. And I'm loving that some people are clapping right now because that's your heart being expressed on the outside. It's called worship. It's called praise. It's actually acknowledging what's going on on the inside. It's really, really cool. And today we're, we're initiating this idea of first fruits. We're not giving God our leftover cheapest thing that we can, we can get out of a bonbon. We're saying, God, we want to give you our first fruits. We want to give you the first thing that comes uh, into our hands. We want to give you the, the thing that, that acknowledges the beginning, not just the leftovers. We want to be generous. We want to be, we, we want to be people that are postured in a way that our hearts are not like cheap bonbons. I want to ask you what's in your bonbon today. Like, like if you think about bonbon bring, being our hearts, if you cracked you open... Would it be a little squeak or would you burst with joy? Would it come out a, a little lame dad joke that you have to spend a few seconds to work out whether it's funny or not? A toy that is going to end up in the bin straight after this service. It, didn't, it won't even last the day. It's that useless. I love for our hearts to be bursting to be expressing, to be worshipping in thankfulness. And we're, we're initiating this because we realise that we do things like being generous to people. We do things like giving tithes and offerings to the church. But when we do them in secret, we rip off our kids because they don't see it modelled. We rip off the encouragement it is to others and the inspiration. Now, I'm going to dob someone in here because... I was just so inspired by someone the other day. Darren, on his way to work and back, has to drive past a police checkpoint. Now, he nearly got shot for doing this, but in driving past the police checkpoint, he was like, these guys are working pretty hard. I'd love to bless them with some donuts. And so he actually, he did the right thing. He asked the police officer that asked him where he was going. He said, do you mind if I bring some donuts tomorrow? Is that okay? Like, will I get in trouble for it? Will they just get thrown in the bin? And, they, and the police officer said, no, no, that's fine. That's all good. Yeah, I can see you're in a work car. I can see you represent a, a company. You know, you're not just some dodgy stranger. Like, I can see that this is okay. So yes, do it. And so the next day he, he drives up with these donuts and he veers off to the side. And obviously he caused a bit, caused a bit of a stir because he wasn't following the line where he was meant to be following. And as I said, they, they nearly pulled their guns on him. But for me, I was like, wow, that's a heart of generosity. That's a heart of, of thankfulness to, to some people that are just doing their job. Do they deserve any donuts? Who doesn't deserve donuts? They're all just doing their job. But, but it's that perspective of going, 
I'm not going to just give a cheap and nasty bonbon to them. I want to bless them with thankfulness. And I just encourage you to do the same today, to come and, and express your thankfulness. We believe that it's our posture, it's our responsibility to be generous like God is generous, to be thankful like God is thankful. You know how I talked about uh, the first fruits festival? I want to read from Deuteronomy. This is, this is really cool. Scientists didn't invent this stuff. This is God. Only God can come up with how awesome this is. This is how it starts. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, this is from Deuteronomy 26, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from your land that the Lord God is giving you. This is the idea of first fruits. And you shall put it in a basket and you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And it goes on to explain what that looks like and, and how that fits together. But then later on, it shows what this first fruit's about, what it's for. Because God is a God that wants us to be thankful, but our thankfulness leads to generosity. And this is really cool. When you have finished paying all the tithes of your produce in the third year, which is a year of tithing, give it to the Levite, the sojourner, that means the, the wanderer, someone who's not from around here. Um, they sometimes call it the alien. The fatherless and the widow, so that they may eat within your towns and be filled. Just pause for a second. Our thankfulness is not just a heart feeling. Worship comes out of us, yeah? So we have this heart posture of thankfulness. It oozes out of us with expression, better than a bonbon, hopefully better than a bonbon. And the, the fruit of that, our words, our gifts, our posture is one that serves and helps and blesses those that can't look after themselves, those that are, that are in trouble. The gratitude God wants is one that brings transformation to those around us.